Maryland's defense proved themselves versus Ohio State. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. And download the Game Time app and create an account and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. The Maryland's defense absolutely proved their worth against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Despite the loss, despite the offense having an eh day, the offense showed some flashes here or there, but throughout the first half, I was greatly super impressed by the Maryland defense. The way that we were stopping Ohio State, the way that we were getting off the field We looked like we were the team with a bunch of five stars and four stars all over the place. You wouldn't have guessed just by watching the game who had all the talent on their team between the Ohio State offense and the Maryland defense. That's how well they were playing. We were playing like the better unit the entire half. And overall, I think we should be able to continue on this. We should be able to build on this and continue to play like a top defense in the country. Let's go through some of the possessions. First possession first possession of the game, Ohio State goes three and out after Marvin Harrison drop on a screen. But the Terps on the third down play, if you were just watching the game quickly, when I went back and watched the film, I realized that the coverage was awesome on third down. But when I was just in the game watching the game live, I was like, oh, Kyle McCord just like kind of missed a throw on the third down in the first possession. But if you go back and watch, you see that Kyle McCord goes through one progression, through two progression. He continues to look at different guys that are open, that aren't open actually. Um, That would be kind of weird if I was saying the defense was playing well and they were actually open. The guys were not open and the Maryland defense forced him to make an off-balance throw on the run that was out of bounds that was not going to be complete because the secondary held up on the first possession of the game. Like I said, it was one progression for Kyle McCord. It was covered. It was two possessions, two progression for Kyle McCord. It was covered. And then he's all the way to his third guy. And even the pass rush wasn't really there yet. And he's scrambling out and the defense holds up the coverage the entire time as he was forced out of the pocket. It was a really impressive showing by the secondary. I'm going to tell you and go through some of those things, but early offense is hard to stop, especially against an Ohio state team with The Ryan Day, a lot of people call him an offensive mastermind and a genius. Maybe he has problems in other areas like his defense or in different other spots that people talk about, like beating Michigan. But one thing Ryan Day can do, and everybody knows it, is get the quarterback right, get the quarterback playing well, and give the quarterback some easy options to throw the ball. And his scripted plays early on in the game are hard to stop. They are hard to stop overall. But – Maryland Terrapins defense came out after Ohio State watched film on us the entire week, had 
a ton of different scouting notes, had all these different things they were ready to do against us. The Maryland's offense came out and forced a three and out on the first possession, which is extremely important to get the first stop against an Ohio State type of team because I think it gives you that energy and that confidence that we're here too and we're ready to go. And that kept on going. That momentum continued to go off. Next possession, the Ohio State Buckeyes, they drive a little bit. They don't get into the red zone or anything, but they drive. They're at about our 50-yard line, and the defense stands up again. We stopped the run, which we had been all game. Their lead back, who had um, Trayvon, Trayvon Henderson, was actually out of the game. He's their best running back, but their backup running back is still a really good player, and we forced him to 20 carries for 60 yards with a 3.0 average, and Mayan Williams the third running back was the backup that day, who's a really good back, had some really good plays last year. We forced him to six carries for 23 yards. But on that possession, they were driving, like I said. But Bo Breit has a pass deflection on third down near the 50-yard line, which leads to another stop. Emeka Mbuka was kind of open over the middle, and Bo Breit comes flying up from his safety position and knocks the ball out of Emeka Mbuka's hand. It was a perfect punch play. It wasn't like he forced a fumble, but he got there just in time. It's a great play. Bo Braid and the rest of the secondary, I thought, showed out perfectly in the first half. Even if it slowed down a little bit in the second half, I saw what I needed to see against maybe the two best receivers in the country. So first two possessions down, the Maryland Terrapins, it's two stops for the Terps already. And honestly, that is pretty much what we could have asked. That's exactly what we could have asked for. First two possession, two stops. I would not have guessed that. I'm sure if there's a betting line on that, that would have been plus money for sure. But two stops for the Maryland defense right away. And then on the next possession, we start to see that the um, pass rush and the pass rush and the coverage starts to come alive on both of them together. We see that Donnell Brown, my defensive MVP on a third and 16, gets to the quarterback, gets to Kyle McCord. So like I said, we see the pass rush come together and then we see the secondary come together because again, Kyle McCord had time to kind of make a throw. Donald Brown was coming in, but he had definitely a time on the third and 16 on the third possession of the game to make a throw. Obviously it's third and 16. We're in a really good spot as a defense. That's exactly where we want a team on third down and third and long. But Kyle McCord definitely had a chance to go through a couple of reads but the Maryland secondary stood strong, and I wouldn't call it a coverage stop, but Donnell Brown was coming off the edge. So another stop on the first three possessions against the Ohio State Buckeyes and all the dudes they have on offense. And we're looking really good overall on defense, but it's still kind of early. It's the first three possessions, but we're pretty into the game at that point. And I can confidently say that our defense was at that point I had kind of already gone above my expectations for the first half. I didn't know what to expect. I said all week, which kind of turned out true, I said that we can match up well with Ohio State because I thought we could slow down their pass passing game, which ended up not really being true at the end of the game, but it's impossible for our defense to hold up the entire game when they only allowed three points the entire first half. But I said that we can kind of match up with their receivers and slow them down. We're not going to stop them, but slow them down. And we kind of did that in the first half. Marvin Harrison obviously got going 
very soon after that. But we kind of did that. Besides Marvin Harrison, we were able to kind of slow down the rest of the group overall, even without Tarheeb still in the game. So first three possessions, three punts. And like I said, the pass coverage is coming together. The pass coverage is together. And then also the defensive line is getting some pressure. And then from there, it continues to get great. But what does this Maryland defense performance tell me about the Maryland Terrapins defense? I'll tell you after this ad from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn 10 into 250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to DV DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than or on for two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks locked on college. Use that promo code to get your first deposit match for a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on and use the code locked on college for first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Have you ever wanted to go to a game last minute, like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I've been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On Calls for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem Locked On Calls for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. All right. Let's continue to talk about the performance that the defense really came out strong and proved themselves against Ohio State. I want to go through a couple more possessions and talk about what I think that means and what groups played impressive because I really want to credit. I want to give on today's podcast, I really want to give credit to that Maryland defense for stepping up specifically in the first half. So they continue to get stops after forcing another third and long because Ohio State couldn't run the ball. Like I said, they averaged like only three yards per carry. We forced them to be one-dimensional, and we forced Kyle McCord to make the throws, which was kind of a good game plan to have. It worked in the first half, only allowing the three points. Overall, I thought coming into the game, it would be the opposite. I thought we would force Ohio State to run the ball and maybe give up some big run plays, but kind of double Marvin Harrison, leave a safety over the top of him, make it hard on Emeka and Buka to get off. I thought that was going to be more of the game plan, but it was kind of the opposite. Instead, we we stopped the run, which I don't know if it's exactly game plan or just the defensive line did a really good job of it. But overall, we did a really good job at stopping the run all day and forcing Kyle McCord to make throws and forcing Ohio State to be one-dimensional, which was absolutely a key to winning the game. But the Terps pass coverage shows up again, and Kyle McCord has no one open and the coverage was as good as it continued to be the entire game. And he gets out the pocket and he throws it away. So four possessions for the Terps and four stops. That's a really amazing number against Ohio State. 
some of you guys might be like, oh, like they got four stops. Okay. Against that uber talented team, it is hard to go get stop after stop after stop after stop. But it didn't even stop there. The next possession, Dante Trader made an awesome play on Marvin Harrison. Look at the thumbnail on this video. It's Dante Trader coming into coverage on Marvin Harrison, which was an absolutely a cool photo to see Dante Trader get a pass deflection on Kyle McCord looking for Marvin Harrison. He comes over the top, similar to Bo Braid's play, and forces enforces the third or the fourth down, and they have to punt again. But overall, I thought our safety duo, man. I gave them the overall MVP yesterday. You could have went different ways with that. But Dante Trader and Bo Braid both have a chance to be all Big Ten players. And Dante Trader has even improved from last year, and so has Bo Braid so far. I thought both that was maybe their best game that I've seen in terms of talking about the competition that they played against with – Ohio State having all those guys at the wide receiver position and then in combination with all the plays they were making. Maybe they have a better statistical game somewhere, but overall that may have been as a duo the best game I've seen them play in terms of, like I said, in terms of the competition and all the different components being at Ohio State with all that they do well. I thought that was maybe their most impressive performance and definitely put those two on the map. But secondary, like I said, again forces Ohio State to punt. So we have five possessions, five punts for the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is a perfect start for the Maryland Terrapins defense. And then for the rest of the half, we won't go through every single possession. We only allow Ohio State three points the entire half on off or on defense. The Terps offense actually, or the Ohio State defense, outscored the Terps, um, the Ohio State offense in the first half with the Talia interception. I'm going to say the offense, the offense kind of let us down today. I know Ohio State got off in the second half, but when you allow three points in the first half, you should be able to kind of win that game, especially with how our expectations of our offense is and with having Talia and everything, you would think that overall you should be able to win that game if you allow only three points in the entire first half. But what does this mean to me? We have the top defense in the country. I've said it before, but I was kind of tentative with it. I was like, I don't know if it's really there yet. I don't know, but I'm kind of just saying it because – I see it, and the stats kind of show it. But overall in this game, it really shows. And I can confidently say now that I think we have a top 25 defense. I don't – how high would I rank our secondary and our linebacker room? I think both of those units are top 25 units in the country, especially the secondary. And the linebacker room too, those guys played awesome. The entire game, Joe Klatt, who's an awesome commentator – does awesome stuff in college football with his show and everything, Joe Clatt show. He talked about all game how the Ohio State offensive line couldn't get up to the second level to our linebackers. They couldn't get up there, and the our linebackers continue to make plays. 
whether it's Barham, whether it's Gote, whether it's Hippolyte, the linebacker room played a really good game. And honestly, I'm unsure if that's more because is that more on the offensive line for Ohio State for not being able to get up to our linebackers or our defensive line holding the Ohio State offensive line and clogging it up so they weren't allowed to get up to the second level to our linebackers. I'm kind of unsure, but overall, I thought the defensive line, who's kind of our weakness of our defense, played plenty well enough to win that game. They stopped the run and really well. Ohio State couldn't get the run game going at all, and like I talked about before, we forced them to be one-dimensional. And I don't know if we can ask Ohio State or the Maryland defensive line to do a whole lot more than that. And then they also had a couple of sacks. Donnell Brown got one. Kellen Wyatt got a sack. So I don't think we could have asked for a better performance from the Maryland defensive line. I don't think we could have asked for a better performance from the Maryland linebacker room. And then I touched on it a little bit, but Tar Heap still, one of our best players on defense, you can maybe argue he's our best player on defense. Tar Heap still, playmaker for the Terps, has been a playmaker for years, who is our number one cornerback, was out against Ohio State. So Corey Coley, who I have, I have had question marks about Corey Coley in his play overall, dating back to last year, I thought he gave up a couple of, a lot of receptions a lot of times and some easy catches. But Corey Coley, I thought, didn't have a horrible game. He had to step up while Jaquan Shepard also had to step up and take on more of a number one role. But without our number one cornerback, I thought we fared pretty well in the first half. Obviously, eventually, the Buckeyes got rolling and Marvin Harrison started to get over the top. But those were one of those times it was really a coverage bust. It wasn't really a talent issue, I would say. It was more of a coverage bust. But obviously, Marvin Harrison's going to get his. And we knew that was going to kind of happen going into the game. It's really hard to limit him to under 50, 60, even 70 yards, especially in college football with – how many pass interference calls defense can get and all that kind of things and all the advantages that the offense has. It's hard for the defense to get stops. And that's why it was so impressive that we were getting stop after stop against an Ohio State-led Kyle McCord team. And honestly, we had Kyle McCord rattle. I know he still ended up throwing for 300 yards. I know he had a really good second half. But in the first half... He couldn't do really anything. He couldn't push the ball down the field. It seemed like every play he was checking it down. Every play it seemed like he was checking it down to his running back. And then he couldn't get a throw off to the second level a lot of the times. Here and there he would find Marvin Harrison or another guy. But overall, I knew the defense couldn't stand on their head forever. I knew Ryan Day was going to have something up his sleeve that was going to work, and that's where we're going to need a complete performance from Ohio or Maryland's offense and Maryland's defense going into the next games against the Big Three or against really anybody if we want to consistently win games or if we want to pull an upset against a Michigan or a Penn State or even just if we want to beat a solid Illinois team next week overall. Is it Antoine Littleton time again? I'll tell you after this ad from Chase Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just 
hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than 360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. An additional $20 off by using Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com slash promo code locked on. What is going on in the Maryland Terrapins running back room? But is it Antoine Lilton type now? The Maryland running back room has been weird this year. It's been all over the place. It's been a Colby McDonald huge game. It's been a Roman Hemby a huge game against Charlotte. It's been Antoine Littleton the last couple of games. It's really hard for me to figure out what is going on in the running back room. I understand that Roman Hemby's kind of the number one back, and he didn't have a bad game at all. But over the past two games, Antoine Littleton has answered the calls after I called him out, after everyone was kind of calling him out, all the Terps fans, and has had two really solid back-to-back games. Against Indiana, Littleton had five carries for 52 yards with an average of 10 yards. Against Ohio State, the numbers aren't crazy, but if you remember, he had some big-time runs because they would be like, third and shorts on short yardage, which isn't always easy to convert against Ohio State's led defensive lines in terms of you see it all the time in college and the NFL. People can get stops on third and shorts nowadays. It happens a lot. Sometimes teams are tempted to throw the ball, but Antoine Littleton was able to come up with short yardage gain after gain at the Ohio State game, and that's kind of what I have planned for Antoine Littleton. I want him to just be our short yardage back. I don't think he needs a ton of other carries besides that, but I think every short yardage play he should be in. But overall, he played too well against Indiana to not give him carries. But it's been a different back all season, like I've been saying. It was Colby McDonald at a certain point, but his carries have gone down tremendously. He's still averaging 7.2 yards per carry, but they just haven't given him the ball. He had four carries against Ohio State, which is, it's an average number for him. Honestly, I I don't know what I would expect for him to get. And he had zero carries against Indiana. I'm guessing that was some type of injury, especially where the game was at. But he didn't play at all against Indiana. Four carries against Ohio State, but he's still averaging seven yards per carry. So it was Colby time for a little bit where I looked at the stats and said, Colby McDonald has to get more carries. But overall, that has kind of slowed down. His average has dropped. And then Hemby has been up and down. He had a solid game against Ohio State, averaging 4.4 yards against them with eight carries. But he also had a 17-yard run to help. But overall, he's definitely been up and down before that. Some games, he just hasn't looked the same Roman Hemby that he's been. And it's just weird because we had this expectation going into the year that Roman Hemby was going to be easy, a 1,000-yard back and all that stuff. But now I don't know if he's going to beat last year's numbers. So overall, it's a good but bad problem to have. Hear me out because there's no consistency. I don't know who is going to really go off or who I can trust to give the ball every play. We we thought it was Hemby, but he played pretty well against Ohio State. But the last couple of games before that have been pretty bad. Bat after he was ranked second on Mel Kuyper's board. So 
And then Anton Littleton has had a good stretch, but he was playing pretty terrible at the beginning of the season. And Coach Loxley benched him one game. And then Chloe McDonald, he doesn't get a lot of carries, but when he does, it seems like something good happens. So it's a good problem to have in terms of we have different guys that have played well during the season, but it's also a bad problem to have because it's like, who do we lean on? Who do we go to over and over for handoff if we need a handoff? I still think that guy is Roman Hemby, but it's still kind of unclear where the running back room is and how it's going to go for the rest of the season. I'll be interested to see what they do against Illinois. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe. Tomorrow we'll be talking about Talia's performance and getting into some other thing. So please turn the notification bell on. And like I said, subscribe and like the video. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.